So what other things are you into? Uh, <laughs> all of this is entirely off the books. It's still oh, no, recording, I, I, but all I, of this is I, be cut. No, I, I, I don't care. The, when I've said something that I would rather not have recorded, I've, I've asked for an edit, and I trust you. I don't know, video games, uh, sleeping. Sleeping is awesome. I, I wish I could do that more. What kind of games do you like? I just keep coming back to this. I'm a big old nerd. Uh, I like, you know, puzzle solving. You know, Mist was a very formative game for me when I was young. And so games where you walk around an island by yourself solving clever little puzzles and nothing's going to jump out and attack you are just right up my alley. Those are my favorite types of games. They uh, did, what was it, like five years ago, they did a spiritual successor to Mist. Did you? No, I actually, I have it. And I've, I, it was one of those games where I, I absolutely loved it. And I started playing it uh, and for uh, hours and then, you know, work-life balance got in the way again. Mm-hmm. And I don't find myself playing a lot of games recently uh, because about 10 months ago, I changed jobs here in town because the TV station that I worked for was basically sold to the other TV station in town. And I was one of the few people that got to move from one to the other and keep their job. But my schedule went all to crap because of the, the new job being different from the old job. And so I do have opportunities to play games, but it's usually late at night when my wife is trying to sleep. I, I tend to just put on some quiet television program and while I read uh, so that she can uh, not be disturbed. That makes sense. Yeah. Steven and I have that issue a lot too, because he works the overnights and I typically work days. And so Mm -hmm. luckily, you know, the bedroom is right above the uh, living room where, you know, uh, uh, Mortal Kombat can be played at Mm -hmm. full loudness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I, I've done, I've done headphone solutions in the past. But uh, boy, let me tell you, if you're playing uh, a very intense video game uh, late at night in a dark house with your headphones on and your wife gets up in the middle of the night to let the dog out and she taps you on the shoulder, yep. you you lose it. Uh, yep. 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 I feel that. Yeah. I can't do spooky games. I can't do scary games. I can't do anything like that. Horror oh, is not. I'm not even talking. Sp- it wasn't even a spooky, scary game. It was just a game that I was, I was hyper focused in on it, and then all of a sudden, my wife is tapping me on the shoulder when you know. So she, you know, from my point of view, snuck up on me, and so I'm like throwing the controller in the air, ripping the headphones off my head, going ah. Oh no. Yeah. No, it's the. It's the second worst time that she scared me uh, in our marriage. Uh, the first time, the 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 most scariest time was completely unintentional on her part, and she didn't even know she did it. But uh, I was interested in uh, watching the the TV series The Walking Dead. Uh, she had no interest in it, and so I waited for her to go to bed, and then I binge watched like four or five episodes in a row and, and, you know, lost a lot of sleep, but then I was groggy and climbed into bed and, and, you know, having just binged watched five hours of zombie stuff when I was falling half asleep in the bed, she not only starts snoring, but she also rolls over and tries to put one arm around me. Well, no, and oh, no. and just uh, it, it's after five hours of zombie. That's the last thing you want is somebody coming at you going. Yeah, no, I, I I've been right there with that. Yeah, because uh, overnights I'm like, all right, I'm by myself. 
let me watch as much horror as I can put into my body. And then I'm like, oh, God, I why do I do this to myself every time? <laughs> I was gonna say, just the other day I did that because uh, I watched the new uh, Army of the Dead on Netflix. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And then immediately following, I was like, I don't want to be alone right now. I'm going to go upstairs because I'm a little freaked out. And I'm just going to cuddle in the bed and just stare at the wall. I am going to turn on every light in the house. Yeah, I, I, I definitely do that. That's the advantage of having them all uh, hooked into uh, Google. I could just be like, hey, Google, turn on all the lights. I scared. And she does. <laughs> and it's just nice. I'm glad we don't have a Google in this room. Oh, yeah, that, that yeah. would have been funny. <laughs> but to everybody who's listening to this on their speakers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Google. Play a Chronicle of Echoes on Spotify. <laughs> and the best part about that is she'll be like playing a the sounds of echoes. Of on... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is what you tell her to play uh, Manifest Zone. You have to be like, play Manifest Zone uh, Eberron podcast on Spotify. And she'll go, uh, Manifest Zone Eberron. And I'm like, <laughs> Ebron. Ebron. <laughs> An Ebron. Oh, yeah. An Ebron. Yeah. here to get to fuck (laughs) (laughs) we're here today uh with no no hit hit it again hit hit, hit all that we can at least do the intro nice good god we really can't we 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 ramble the rest of it but we can at least hit the fucking (laughs) intro hello my name's rebecca and i'm steven and we are here today with our guest and friend and fan steven Hi, it's me. No, no, I'm kidding. No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Salutations, echoers. So those of you who aren't in the know, which is probably all of you, Stephen here, not Stephen here, is the beautiful mind behind Gembo de Civis. Thank you so much. Beautiful mind. I don't know about that. I've had a gnome <laughs> living in my head for over a decade, and I just had to get him out. Oh, good. good. Get him out of there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I've got all of the characters living in my brain, but not over a decade. God damn. That's... Ever since uh, he's... He, he, Genbo Santor de Civis is literally my first Eberron character that I ever thought of while I was reading the Eberron campaign guide when it first came out. Oh, man. Oh, God, yeah, that was forever ago. And he has never been played. I have never <laughs> sat down at a table with a Genbo character sheet and actually played as We're him. We're going to have to fix that. I apologize. Uh, our cat just decided to push his way in here and sit here uh, because he's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are. You are a fucking asshole. Uh, you do this all the time. It's not like you want attention. You, you just want to annoy us. Yeah. All right, I'll throw him out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, where are we even were we? Uh, we just we are explaining that his character hadn't been used yet. And hadn't been played. Yes, we will have to fix that. Uh, we obviously haven't played either Silas or Luffy in any games. Um, I'm oh. not even sure what classes they would be. And so um, we might have to do just like a big house civis. Oops, all gnomes. Oops, all gnomes. <laughs> Three gnomes in a trench coat. There you go. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're going to get on that roller coaster. Ow, Sil- Silas, you're, you're on my head. It hurts. <laughs> uh, that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, n- maybe we'll stream it. 
we'll, we'll pretend we're we're Twitch streamers for a day. Yeah. No one will watch it, but it'll it'll become notorious for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what? I, I suppose the question I'm going to ask is why Gembo? Well, the name is just. I needed a silly gnomish name and Genbo popped into my head. Uh, it wasn't until just this year, actually, when I started doing the Genbo Twitter account at Genbo Santor, uh, that I found out retroactively that Genbo is a Japanese word that means ledger. So he's so house civis that he's even named after a book. <laughs> That's so meta. Yes, that, that is that. I uh, don't you enjoy when like things like that click together. Uh, it I was really do, like, it, it was so serendipitous. And I was just about to say the seren the serendipity of it is yeah. brilliant. Um, uh, Genbo the character, like I said, came uh, from just I was reading through the Eberron campaign guide. Uh, back when it first came out and, you know, just was like, ooh, these gnomes can do scribing stuff. And, oh, the uh, uh, back then, uh, originally Genbo was an artificer who was very specialized in making scrolls uh, that, uh, but eventually I just kind of relented on that idea, part of the idea, and just made him a wizard because I wanted to have more of utility with him then you know i didn't want to overload him with i am an eberron gnome i am an artificer i you know and all of that so you know i i just started building him in my head and then uh, you know a couple months ago i was sitting and uh scrolling through my personal twitter feed account and it was like 75% angry politics, angry politics, angry politics. And then every fourth tweet or something would be something D&D related. And I was like, you know what? I really need to separate out the D&D part of my Twitter from the other part of my Twitter, the real life. And so I was, uh, I was using a search engine to find... Eberron related information and I typed in House Civis and accidentally scrolled down and saw something called uh, the uh, House Civis Broadcasting and started listening to you guys and I was like you know what would be really cool is if I made a new D&D account but I kept it 100% in character and that's where the idea of uh, Genbo on Twitter came from and then so we knew you as the cubester on Twitter and it was absolutely just like jaw dropping to have someone related to us just be like, oh, no, uh, I'm in house service as well. And I'm from that area. I was like, oh, my God, what the yeah. fuck is going on? No, uh, and then it was you. And I was like, oh, Steve. Yeah, I love Steve. Yeah. Uh, no, this uh, uh, Genbo has been living in my head uh, for years. And because of the Twitter account, his. His voice has only gotten louder in my head, so uh, I had to do something to get him out. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel good about it at well, all. No. No. You, I don't want to unleash that. The, the, two, the two of you are also uh, responsible, directly responsible, for Genbo writing all of his articles, The Corners of Corvair, because I was making it a joke that Genbo was a frustrated writer because he, you know, he's a scribe, he's a copier, uh, he's a calligrapher, he's an amanuensis, and at the end of the day, what he really wants to do is go home and write. That's how much of a stereotype that he is. So the joke was that he writes all these silly little articles and submits them to the Korenberg Chronicle. And then the Chronicle sends a rejection letter back that says, thank you for your submission. And Genbo says, well, at least they're being polite. I should keep trying. And that was, that was going to be the joke, was that he's, he's constantly rejected, but they say thank you. And as well, it'd be a, it, would be, it would be harsh to disappoint them now. I guess I better keep doing it. Uh, <laughs> and then you guys came along and put him into the echo canon 
as a published writer, a correspondent at large for the Kornberg Chronicle. Uh, and so I was like, holy crap, I guess I better lean into this. And here I am writing, what, two articles a week or something like that. I really oh, ought to so come sorry. up with a... <laughs> no, no, it's it's fun. And and I thank you for that. But it's like, how? where am I and how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's like our goal is to just take as many people in Eberron and be like, no, come on, please keep going. Please make content. Yes. Oh, like, yes. I, I just, I love it. I love seeing people who have ideas for Eberron and I just want people who have those ideas to get them out, man. Because there's so much good that you can put in the world if you just try. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, just sending out that signal to say, here we are, come find us. I don't know why you're looking at me. Uh, uh, I, I, I thought you yeah. were going to talk there. Like it looked like you were. See, this is the problem: is we got to actually like communicate because it looked like you were going to talk, and I was like, I'm not going to talk over top of you. Yes, no. <laughs> Here we are. Come find us. Yes. Creepy ass mofo. Um, no, that, that phrase just sounds creepy. It always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um. Is writing for the Kornberg Chronicle as Gembo, is this kind of like the first time you forayed into this style of writing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have I have never done any serious writing uh, ever, uh, personally or professionally. And this is really, uh, it's really been interesting over the last couple months to find these muscles that I didn't know I had. There are days where it's like, oh, I haven't written a corners in uh, a couple days. I should probably figure out one. And that's one of the reasons why I need to get Genbo out of Sharn and get him back on the road, I think, is because a lot of the inspiration for a corners of Corvair article comes from what's the next place and mm-hmm. what, you know, you know, taking, you know, scanning like the Wikipedia entry for that town and saying, oh, well, if this town is mostly about this, then, you know, Genbo would find out about this or that kind of thing. And well, I was going to say, now that we have you uh, on the Echoers as of tomorrow, you can just go ahead and get him out of town as soon as you want. Run, Genbo. <laughs> just run, buddy. Get out of there. Yeah. Well, no, I've been I've been having fun writing, uh, you know, stuff about Sharn, but, you know, uh, Sharn is a place that is well-established and uh, covered by a lot of other sources and has a lot of its own material. And so, you know, I want to be out there, I want Genbo to be out there doing the story about Galathspire or Corundagate, which is where I think he's headed next. Ooh. Oh yeah, um, the the idea I had was that uh, House Kundarak is chartering an airship to fly from Sharn to Corundigate because they have a ton of banking paperwork that needs to be delivered to the <laughs> the vaults at Corundigate, and they need an onboard uh, notary. So I- my- <laughs> How exciting his life is. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. And I've, I've never openly spoken about this with, uh, with Genbo, uh, to anyone before, but there's a reason why Genbo keeps getting these cushy assignments and like a typical civis operation. The reason is slightly sinister. Always, man. Every time. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. Go ahead. Uh, Gembo is part of the trust. No, his mother is. That's uh, That's been heavily hinted at. If you, if you follow the Gembo Twitter feed, you know that Gembo talks about mother, and mother keeps ferrets, and every morning she throws open her door, and she lets the ferrets off into the neighborhood, and then at dinner time, she rings the bell and they all come running back to her and she sits in her chair by the fire and talks to them because Genbo's mother is a forest gnome and can speak to the small animals. Speak to small animals. And so, oh my God, and, I love it. And so that it's that's not, Genbo hasn't established that in character, but for those following closely to the account, that's a little out of character uh, nugget for you. 
Uh, but Very nice. Yes. Oh, man, I didn't even notice. Yeah, Genbo's mother is an agent of the I trust. I she was crazy. Like... <laughs> no, she, just, she uses them as her spies, and they collect information from around the neighborhood. I was just like, everyone's obsessed with ferrets, is what I, yeah. I just assumed. Yeah, I mean, they're adorable. Uh, yeah, I thought it had something to do with us. No. Uh, Ferret Foundry created an entire thing just so they could be cool. <laughs> yeah. No ferrets. Anyway, so the... Like anything in Zill society, it's a pretty moss-covered rock, and then you pick it up, and it's got the the cruddy underside to it. And the the cruddy underside with Genbo is that he is he is like the er stereotype of a house civis gnome. You know, he wears the pointy hat. He wears the goggles. He's a wizard. He loves to write things down. He's got the silly voice, uh, you know, and and just any, he's got silly gnome hair under the hat. Uh, any gnomish stereotype you can think of is probably embodied in Genbo in one, to one degree or another. He, he is the most gnome I've ever met. It just... Entirely. He's the All zilliest up. zill. If we were writing a uh, children's book about Genbo, it would be the zilliest zill. Uh, so what does House Civis do with somebody like that? You send him out into the world. You put him on the front of the house so that everybody else gets this stereotype of a gnome reinforced in their head. Oh, the Zill aren't a problem. They're the silly little goofy guys in the pointy hats with the goggles. And that way, when they need to get their work done, everybody's underestimating them. Man, that's dark. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's, I love it. That's why uh, the house keeps uh, slipping Genbo these uh, cushy assignments that keep him moving around. Because unfortunately, he uh, he can't work in a message station due to the other dark part of his his backstory, which I am going to purposefully tease and then save in the hopes that you'll have me back on at some point. And maybe I'll tell that story another day. Why? So why, one of the things. Oh no! Yeah. Go, go ahead. Tease, I was go ahead, just going to say it, that it'll be why Genbo is part of the Notaries Guild and not the Speakers Guild. Why he can't work in a message station anymore. Oh, man. Anymore. Anymore. Oh, shit. I was going to say, we're going to have you on. Definitely going to have you back on. Uh, one of the things that we're going to do with Gembo, I think, is we're going to give him a remote broadcasting device like mm -hmm. Thresher Kane. Mm -hmm. So that okay. way, when he's in different places, once a month, maybe, uh, he can... He when can Serania is in phase, of course, that's the principle of uh, uh, sympathetic concordance. You see, the, the moon has to be in the I right phase to... I enjoy him, but he is just... He's killing it. He's, he's, he's killing me right now. Can he not? Can he just be normal? Sorry, Mr. Sorry. Silas. I'll, I'll be quiet. I'm so, I didn't realize <laughs> no, the, the hole was not. I, I yeah, thought it was one way. I'm, I'm no. sorry, Gambo. That no. was rude of you me. You need to be nice to him. <laughs> I can show you the equations. You could say he's ten times the gnome you'll ever be. <laughs> he, he definitely is. He is ten times the gnome all gnomes will ever be. You know who, who loves equations? I don't know if it comes across very much. Kevin, uh, I, I'm going to send you down to have a conversation with Kevin and present your facts. He'll love it. He, he's really into uh, the math. I've wanted to speak with Mr. Capona for a very long time. I, I, I have several questions for him about his summoning technique. I think the reason he's getting so many tentacles is uh, one of his summoning items must be uh, out of phase along the circle. And uh, you have to take those things into account very, very carefully. Uh, no, I actually looked into it, and the reason that I was getting so many tentacles is because we were using a big old stack of magazines from some far-off place, and uh, they were explicit. They were very explicit, and we know now uh, that I was summoning the wrong type of things. Ah, well, that explains it. It was the squid ink. It was the squid ink on the magazine. Squid, well, what do you yeah. think was happening? <laughs> well, it could be any number of things, uh... I, I'd, I'd have to see your setup, of course, your uh, your rig, as we call it, in the business. There's a business for this? I've just been winging it. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I have some literature I could show you. Uh, there's 
there's discussions to be had about this thing uh, with many amateur summers. The last time that I had literature, the guy, it was very aggressive and I ended up in a cult for six months and I can't do that again. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rebecca. I'm dying! <laughs> Yeah, and uh, every every so often I do have to drop in a little something to remind everybody that, yes, Genbo is a wizard, and he's got that 18 intelligence. And so, you know, every, every so often it's like, you know, oh, the principle of uh, sympathetic concordance, the moon has to be in the right phase. Man, that is great because uh, we, we've been slowly talking about adding in more actual facts. Uh, we were just discussing whether or not the, the solar system was... Uh, geocentric or uh, uh, heliocentric, centered on heliocentric. the sun. Heliocentric. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That's, yes. Yeah. That because Keith has said both, and it's uh, it's you know. Yeah. Uh, little secret. Uh, Rebecca may or may not know some people who are currently working on a uh supplement about Eberron's moons. Uh, I did hear oh. something about that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I am curious to see uh, how that turns out. Yeah, so am I. Uh, I know that Rebecca is also working on a fashion one, so that's exciting. Rebecca's also working on a supplement about Eberroni, uh, Eberroni? Eberron? Eberron fashion? Anyway, this isn't about me. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, stop I, talking yeah, about I'm me. I'm sorry, okay? God, I like <laughs> you. Fuck, you're being ridiculous. Um, how long have you been playing, uh, tabletop games? Oh yes, absolutely. You, you, you oh. said ten years, so I'm Goodness, going to no, assume... No, no, that, uh, that, that's just been the, the, the most recent... Oh gosh, I remember picking up Advanced Dungeons and Dragons 2nd Edition when I'm I so was sorry. a, uh, no, it's alright, uh, back <laughs> in the far off year of 1992 when I was in high school uh, I'm going to leave now this I've, room now <laughs> now I've told everybody I'm old uh, anyway no I had so I uh, uh, don't worry about it uh, I was in uh, I was in a technology class with a bunch of other nerd friends of mine and one of them had brought in uh, the player's handbook and we were passing it around and looking at the art and everything and I I got home that evening and I told my parents about it and my mother said, oh yeah, uh, your uncle used to play that game and I think he's got a box full of that stuff, although she didn't say stuff, uh, over at the house that he doesn't want anymore. Do you want that box of stuff? And I said, yes, absolutely. And uh, that's when my lifelong addiction to Dungeons and Dragons uh, came. Uh, I have played other games before, uh, or as well, other tabletop games, but, uh, you know, it just, D&D has that gravity to it that you keep, that keeps pulling you back in. I have a, I have a regular group here in my hometown. We've been going for about 20 years off and on now in, in fits and starts because, you know, campaigns fall apart and schedules get in the way and so you end up taking a year off and then when you get back together everybody's like yeah we're rolling up new characters for a new adventure here we go <laughs> and i'm i'm there forever dm unfortunately uh none of them just is interested in being the dungeon master and so if we want the group to keep going i have to run everything yeah uh, so yeah 1992 so Almost 30 years now I've been playing D&D. Very nice. You've been playing D&D longer than I've been alive. What was that? You're going to have to speak up. I, I couldn't hear you, dear. <laughs> so uh, you don't get to play very much as just a player. That's such a shame. Have you played for Keith's game? I have not. Um, I, I, I don't, I, it, being in, uh, Alaska online gaming outside of my, my home group, uh, is always a little tenuous because not only do I have 
a very unusual time zone compared to most people. I also have a very unusual work schedule. Some Sometimes I'm working early in the morning to the afternoon. Other times I'm working late in the afternoon to very late at night. And so finding an online game to join would be an uphill battle. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. Man, I didn't even think about that. Because I did notice that you would just post completely random. <laughs> there seemed no rhyme or reason to when Genbo was awake. And I was like, oh, he's always watching. He knows what's going on constantly. And See, he I just figured... your timeline, Mr. Silas. <laughs> yeah, it's fun because um, there's sometimes where you'll like a reblog within seconds of us posting something. And sometimes it'll be several hours. And it's always and, it's and always Yeah, fun. And several I... hours later. And then we just get like a whole clump of them all at once. And yeah. <laughs> Watching. Yeah, music. Yes, <laughs> I, uh, I I do, and and I I hope it doesn't come off as being a stalker, but I do check in with your guys's Twitter feed uh, at least once a day, just because you know you're you're posting content that is right up my alley, and so if you're if you're co- commenting on somebody else's tweet or retweeting them uh, for whatever reason, it's prob it stands a high probability of being something that I would enjoy as well. Uh, Generally, that that's what I try and go for. I go through and I, I will literally every day, several times a day, I'm gonna be 100% honest here. I search the word Eberron and then I go back to where I last liked everything and I go all the way through and I'm like, you enjoy Eberron, you're getting a like. You're talking about Eberron, <laughs> you're getting a like. You've done art for Eberron, that's getting a retweet. And then You're doing a Twitch stream, that's getting a retweet. Sometimes it'll be like, oh, you're saying bad things about Eberron. Skip. I don't like you. Yes. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> you called Warforged robots. No, no. We're not oh, having this discussion. Nothing sir. has made me want to break character as Genbo more than people who post jokes about Warforged being robotic. And it's like, Genbo doesn't have a way to crack that nut. But Steven is really perturbed by it and would like to say something. And that's usually when I have to take a five minute break and walk away from the laptop for a little while. So it was really heartwarming. Uh, I'm on the Eberron Discord all the time. Like Discord is my thing. Twitter is definitely Steve's. Oh, absolutely. And um, uh, I'm really active on the Eberron Discord. And Mm -hmm. someone jumped into the general chat and was like, so what's the difference between robots and Warforged? There's no difference, right? And so typically whenever somebody asks questions like that, on the Everon Discord, everybody dogpiles the poor the poor person. You know, so people yeah. will be like, "Well, the Silver Flame is just Christianity, right?" Yeah. And everybody will jump on him and be like, "Uh, no, you're wrong." Um, but I, it was actually really heartwarming because everybody was like, "Uh, you're wrong, but here's why you're wrong in a kind way." And well, that's nice. Uh, here's 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 similarities, uh, which was really nice. Somebody said like. The difference is between like robots and AI. They're definitely two different things. Yeah. Robots just beep boop output your input and AI actually like thinks. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've been uh, I've been dipping my toe into Discord over the last year, uh, starting with because that's when that's where my home game migrated to when we all had to stay home. And uh, so that was, you know, that was an easy in, you know, me and my six buddies. And so now I'm kind of expanding out. I'm on the Echoers Discord, uh, which is where I've allowed myself to speak as both Genbo and Steven. uh, So I can I can get those out of character comments and thoughts and puppy dog pictures out. I was gonna say it's nice, and you've asked some really good questions. Like I love our Discord because people are like, "Oh, what is your character's this?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, I didn't even think about that. Let's talk about it." <laughs> well, yeah, that uh, that goes back to uh, we're out here, come find us. Uh, where you know, I know I sit around and find quiet moments to go. What is Genbo's favorite color? And then you know. Come, the, the answer's aubergine, by the way. 
And so it's like if, yeah, uh, but specifically aubergine because it's not only uh, a beautiful color, it's one of the funnest words to say uh, in any of the languages of Corvair. It's aubergine. It's got all the vowel sounds there. Aubergine. Uh, I, I had fun with the word courgette, uh, mm-hmm. which is the other word for zucchini. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, oubliette is one that you've used a bunch, I too. I love oubliette. You love using that one. Yeah. Oubliette is just a good, there's, it's there's a, a fun lot word. of words that are fun to say. Um, but no, it's also, I talked about. Uh, it's also one of those great words that makes a, uh, a substitute swear word. Like, uh, like oh, oubliette. Or one uh, one I... When I <laughs> It's like, you know, when there are kids around, so you can't say the four-letter words that you say, so you have another word, like, oh, haberdashery. That's, that's one I use. <laughs> oh, man, I wish, I wish I was influenced uh, by adults like you growing up. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, Sorry, we interact with children very much, so luckily. See, whenever I interact with my niece and nephew, I'll say something like stupid and they'll be like, auntie, you can't say a bad word. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry that your mom's stupid. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, no. You, you, uh, you're actually, uh, as, a, as an uncle myself, it's actually a disservice to teach children that kind of thinking. And you, you, what, what you should be teaching them instead is that there are words that are okay to hear but not okay to use. And so, you know, you can you can teach them that sometimes grown-ups use certain words. Uh, the words are, it's okay to hear them so they don't overreact or uh, form any kind of taboo to swearing. But then because our, our society as a whole uh, isn't that accepting, uh, we teach them that they're not okay words for you to use yet. And we'll explain why when you're older. I think that's because I, I know that like, that's why I'm as bad as I am is because it was like a taboo. And then I could swear a bunch when I wasn't around my family. And then I hit 18 and I was like, sailor mouth, let's do this. Yeah. But I, I mean, to be fair, my, my dad was a sailor, though. I want I want that to be known. Like that's yeah, part you of had it, to yeah. inherit something. Yeah, from exactly. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to fun questions. Yeah. Um, sorry. Go ahead. What other tabletop games have you played other than D and D? I played a bit of Star Wars, the D six version, back uh, during my one year of college. I've never gone back to it because this is how nerdy I am is I like playing the group's droid and none, none of the D uh, the star Wars systems really have a satisfying way to play a droid as a character. The droids are seen more as, you know, property or NPCs. And so I've never quite gone. And the fact that Again, I'm I'm in Alaska. I have a work, weird work schedule, uh, so finding opportunities to go out and play any kind of games, let alone RPGs, with other people is uh, an, an uphill battle. I was one of the Kickstarter backers on a game you've mentioned already, Pugmire, uh, which Ooh. I I would love love to play that. I, so I, I own the book, and my dog is mentioned in in the back because of me. Uh, but I've never actually gotten to play it. Oh yeah, if you got your copy, I can tell you the name to look up right now. It's downstairs. Yeah, don't worry. Tell about us the it. name, and we will look it up. It's in it's in the R's, and the full name is Roy Harper Speedy. <laughs> man, that is funny to me. Uh, man, Roy Harper Speedy. What, what a nice little DC reference in there. Ooh. Well, yeah, uh, I I had to tap dance to get the get my wife on board with the idea of naming our dog that because she really wanted a dog. She really wanted it to be a Corgi. And I said, well, if we're going to have a Corgi and I'm going to constantly have to step over him everywhere in the house, then we're going to name him speed bump. 
But apparently, if you have one childhood dog who got out into traffic one time, calling a dog <laughs> Speed Bump is an insensitive name. <laughs> and so we were watching a lot of the uh, the DC shows on the CW at the time. And so I, I convinced her, well, what about, what about Roy Harper? We can call him Speedy. And she was like, I like that. So I, I snuck it in the back door. I love it. Yeah. That's brilliant. Man, I hate Speedy, though. Speedy's the worst. Speedy's I, I will say, yeah, no, like Roy Harper is just. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Not, not a fan. Not a fan. No. I, Steve I, I, loves Even when he went Go with. I, I mean, they got him wearing a trucker hat now. And I, 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 I dropped out. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, I had to, I had to get the fuck away from a lot of that. Uh, I, I really wanted to like Arrow, and I was like, oh, it'll be a good time. And then he killed too many people, and I was like, I can't be on board with any of this. I don't know what kind of superheroes just murdering people up right Okay. Just, well, uh, I will, I will say of all the CW DC shows, uh, Arrow is my least favorite, but I would recommend going and watching the, uh, the backdoor introduction of Barry Allen and then just immediately start the Flash series. The the Flash was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow was pretty good. When they brought in Constantine, I was a lot more on board because I'm a huge fan of Constantine. That was such a great show. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. loved the and NBC show. I wish yeah, they, they kept it going. Yeah, but rescuing the character with the same actor was just, you know, chef kiss. Mwah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, chef kiss. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, like that. Uh, having him interact with Lucifer, oh my god, that was oh yes, so, so many good things. But like that was that I think was one of my favorite ones. I haven't seen uh, much of them. Like I, I followed that one specifically, but I really wanted to watch Black Lightning and I didn't get to see it. Uh, and then I didn't finish any more of the Flash. I have to get caught back up. That, that's that's one of my goals. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a couple episodes behind, I believe, at this point. So. Steve's a huge nerd because he's got a tattoo on his chest of the orange lightning cord symbol. Excuse me, what the what the fuck did you just say? Orange lightning? Who the fuck is orange? Orange orange lantern. Yes, sorry, orange I'm lantern sorry. Orange symbol on my chest. So you're saying this entire time you've been a Larfleet construct? I, I have indeed. Yes, uh, oh. absolutely. That explains a lot of my wants. Uh, I want everything in turn to be mine. <laughs> Oh no, I, like I fell in love with that character as soon as I met him. I don't even like the color orange that much. And I was like, this character is everything that I want in life. He is just me. He wants everything and there's yeah. no stopping him. And he's just an evil, greedy, maniacal monster. And then they were like, oh, by the way, Lex Luthor's also going to be an orange land. And I was like, you, this is too good. I yes. have yeah. to have this character in my life. Yeah, I am. I am literally sitting two feet away from one of those uh, wooden artist hands that they use for modeling. Uh, but the only purpose it serves in my house is it holds all the rings. I have, nice. the, I have the entire set. Uh, we have, so we have the set that came out with the comics. I have all of those. And then I bought another set where they're all metal and I really like those. I have one that lights up. I have, I have Ooh. got like three or four orange lantern rings. I wanted the orange lantern, like the actual lantern. It was like 300 bucks and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. That was, uh, that's still one of my wish lists. I, man, man, I would love that. God damn. That's such a cool thing. Yeah. Nerds. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a nerd. This is nice. I get to nothing, talk about DC rather than having them. to yeah. talk about Marvel. Because you know what? I, I, I'm tired of talking about Marvel. God damn it. Uh, so other than Pugmire, any, any, anything oh, yeah, else? Absolutely, yeah. Jeez, um, oh, nothing really jumps out at me. Uh, I played some Rifts in high school. Vampire the Masquerade as well. Uh, that's actually my wife and I met at a local diner where the people from the local group of the Camarilla would uh, adjourn our vampire LARPing and we would all go over to this diner uh, for pancakes and coffee. And uh, one of the guys, one of the guys there brought this cute little person in with him. And that's how I met my future wife. Like you're so fucking cool. So much nerd cred. Oh my God. Oh, thank you. So thank you. Cute. Well, ah. yeah. 
to to condense the story down for my nerd cred, I am also that guy who met a girl, fell madly in love with her, screwed up the chance at the relationship, and said to himself, if I just stay her good friend, eventually she'll come around. And then 13 years later... 13 years later, we were married and we've been married for 11 years now. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, it it does work. No, no, no. You know, we, can't, we can't tell people that. No, no, Steve. <laughs> I know. It's a dangerous message to send. <laughs> I, I do like having uh, people who have the happy endings like that. That is always yeah, nice. That is nice. Yeah, but... Yeah, no, I, I can see both sides of it. We're like, oh no, and, but yeah, no, that's. Yeah, you can you can feel free to cut that little nugget of advice out if you want. No, 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 it's absolutely <laughs> no, 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 it's no. brilliant. I mean, Steve, it. he's the same. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. yeah, except for you were with your wife. So uh, I was, <laughs> yes, I was with my wife, and I met Rebecca, and we were. She she was hosting a girls' night gaming, and I was like this girl is the nicest and sweetest and kindest person and i was with my wife at the time and she was with her boyfriend and things went differently months year almost like a year later later. two years (laughs) later and then we met again and i was like man what are the odds uh and it was nice uh rebecca is just absolutely lovely so i I guess yes that's true i technically am the same bag butter and mia uh, so, are there any RPGs that you want to play that you have not yet? Mm. You did say Pugmire earlier. Yeah. Uh, good society. She's gonna get, if you don't say server. good society, yeah, then just... I'm sorry. We're not allowed to be friends. You have. You are. Uh, I haven't heard probably... of that one. So maybe oh, I'll God, have to look no. that one oh, up. No. You don't stalk discords like I do. I'm a lurker. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Good Society is a lot of fun. It's Good Society, a Jane Austen RPG. Right, 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 right. You were talking about that on the the uh, Dabby Chappie OOC. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like I want to get everybody. She will talk about it. Yeah, everywhere. Every opportunity she gets, she will use it to segue into that. We were doing an interview on, what was it, Tuesday? And, oh, Monday. And in that interview, you still dropped it at the end of it. We went through the interview. It didn't come up. And I was like, that's nice. And then she's like, by the way, uh, Good Society is a Jane Austen RPG. You have to want to play it. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a really good. It's an amazing RPG made by wonderful, beautiful people who are never going to listen to this, but they deserve all of the success in the world. That's all. I, I don't disagree. I think they're very good. But, uh, you know, I will go to bat for Paranoia any day of the week. Uh, oh, I think that is a much better RPG system. Now, that's one I'll have to because, look into as well. Absolutely. It is uh, It is three stooges and uh, a bomb factory. Uh, that's the easiest way to do it. It's just a silly, fun game. Now, that sounds like fun. But, you know, with communism and dystopian future. Maybe we'll have to do another one shot with some people. Yeah, that'd be fun. We'll invite Gambo in. Nice. As Gambo? Yeah, absolutely as Gambo. Wouldn't that be fun to start doing them as the characters? Oh my god, I'd love to run it as Silas. There's there's a giant button here, Mr. Silas. I, uh... Uh, It's a nice looking button. Yeah, no, you... Go ahead and push it. I'm not gonna push it. I'm going to actually, uh videotape you pushing it so that everybody knows that I didn't. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, that's actually one of the one of my favorite aspects of Genbo as a character is that he allows me to express a relentless optimism that I don't find ways to express in the real world because the real world is of course the real world but you know genbo is just this happy little gnomish stereotype who can be relentlessly optimistic and you know doesn't understand why mr silas is at odds with the house and drinks so much and is grumpy all the time when you know being a civis gnome is is the the most awesome thing in the world so I can tell you why, because I asked one time, and the reason that he does that is because he's actually dead inside. He's part undead, and he's embalming himself. That is why all the liquor goes in. Ah, 
that makes sense. Yeah, I, I know. I didn't have any undead friends now, but now I have one, and that's kind of nice. Yeah, that's why I think that him and Bishop Sarhain should get together, because maybe she'll, like, smite the undead, undead inside him, you know? Well, wouldn't that just leave him empty inside? No, because then, like, sh he'll be filled with, like, her light, you know? And then ah. he'll get married and live happily ever after at the end. That would be a sweet story. Yeah, but then what? The end? No, it can't be the end. He's still got to come in and do the broadcasting. Oh. Well, I, I, I think okay. the, the broadcasting would, would remain the same. He'd just be quite a bit more enthusiastic about it. I can't even imagine him more enthusiastic about it. Yeah, let's absolutely get into it today. I'm really excited to be here. Let's go ahead and talk today <laughs> about fashion. Let's have a good time. Who are you and what have you done with Silas? <laughs> Doppelganger! It's <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> great. I've asked questions, Steve. You I was going to say, uh, we have questions. our typical questions that we always do. The I first am, one is... I am ready. I've been thinking about these all day. Go right ahead. Good. See, this is this is, this is is something that we did wrong with Davy Chappie, is we, we didn't... Uh, I thought we had given him all the questions, but apparently we forgot those ones, and then we pretended like we, uh, you know, <laughs> we planned the whole thing. Like, we're, we're smart like that. Oh, shit. Oh man, you just I just saw the the hand. That is fantastic. See, I don't keep the the black ring in the house either. I'm not a fan. Uh it, it makes me very uncomfortable to think oh, that uh, you, know, you can't, any moment you can't one of us see can it put in, it on and become a zombie. You you can't see it in the picture, but the black ring is on the thumb and tucked away. Oh, no, you can't do that. No. Be, no. Behind. No, absolutely not. Steve, Steve, you're killing me. Steve, you're killing me. <laughs> well, no, that actually is like uh, it is it is being held in place by the white ring. Okay, so, all right. At, at least yes. that makes a little bit of sense. All right, okay. Yeah, all I mean, that's, that's the theme of the hand is all of the all of the negative emotions are being held in place by the positive emotions. Let me say, bring it up again. Hey, give me a second. Sorry, I was looking. I was looking at the other Discord. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, that orange yeah, is held down. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. That's good. That is nice. Man, 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 I love Larflees. God damn it, I love them so much. <laughs> anyway, uh, you were asking. So oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, yes. Back to professionalism. Do good job. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so, there we go. I fucked that up again. Uh, so, we introduced radio, as you know, to the world of Eberron. What one thing would you introduce to the world of Eberron from the real world? This was the question that had me worried for most of the day. I was stuck in traffic oh, for 45 minutes earlier today, and this question was rattling around in my head the entire time. I have brought so many things into the world of Eberron already through the corners of Corvair that, you know, uh, you know, hamburgers or, uh, you know, Zolan burgers, as, we're, as I called them in the one article. Yeah, that... Anytime an idea that would be an answer to this question pops into my head, I go and write an article about it, and so I've already done it, and so I have no new answer. But an hour and a half ago, as I was sitting down having dinner, uh, I just put my knife and fork down, turned to my wife, and just shouted the word, The Muppets. I would love to see a troop of highly talented puppeteer bards performing the Muppets in Eberron. Uh, <laughs> no, this is perfect. That is the best answer. It's beautiful. I, I can't imagine. It, yeah. about... God damn yeah. it. So, like, I, I want this. This has to be a thing now. Yeah, it's, you know, Dermot the Chameleon and Miss Tribby. <laughs> okay, but, okay, but you can use Mage Hand, which is supposed to be invisible, or, or Unseen Servant, to have, like, uh, uh, like, think of, like, all of the, okay, um, but then, oh, 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 sorry, don't mind yeah. me, I'm okay. 
Yeah, yeah, I got things in my brain now. It's good. It's, it's a good. fantastic idea, and I'll never be able to write a corners article about it because it would break rule number three. Oh, I would. would no, I don't. I don't think rules. I've ever. I've ever spoken about that. I I write the corners of Corvair uh, under three very simple rules. Rule number one is it's not about Genbo. It's not. I did know that one. It, yeah. It, rule number one is it's not about Genbo. It's not, you know, his exploits. It's not the tales of Genbo. It's the corners of Corvair. Rule number two is it's not a history lesson. So he can bump up against the canon, but he's not trying to just regurgitate facts about the place that he's visiting. It's more about the things that happen there or the people that he meets. Rule number three is keep it short, preferably down to the one single page that Rebecca very kindly uh, redesigned for me. And it looks a lot, lot better than my, my first attempts. The, the, the way I summarized all three of the rules and explained them to my wife when I was talking about them for the first time, I said, Genbo could go to Daka's watch and Daka herself could stand up on her plinth and the, the clouds would part be, behind her and a single ray of sunshine could come shooting down of the, out of the sky, illuminating her in the glow of Boldry and she could point down at Genbo and says, you young Zill, you are chosen for greatness go and do good things and then Genbo would immediately run home and write a new Corners of Corvair article about the popcorn vendor who worked at Daka's Watch he's using this really uh, really subtle mix of spices on the popcorn and it's absolutely delicious so that's that's I, the, the, those are the three rules for Corners of Corvair I'm thinking of adding a fourth which has more to do with you have to write and I need to set a better framework of I write on this day or I publish on this day. It's a right right now. I'm just doing it as they come to me. Uh, we, we have to. So we, we had that problem as well, where initially we were doing them on Fridays and then because of scheduling, everything went sideways. And so we've had a weird couple of weeks, but now we've got to get back on that, too. It does help to have that consistency. Right. When you're doing. So I, I have questions. Your wife just 100 percent on board for all of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. My wife, Stacy is, is, uh, and, and she is Genbo's biggest fan. Uh, she loves it when she comes, when I'm on my day off and she comes home from work and she can tell when I've written a new corners because I just, I pull up the text file on my phone and just hold it in front of me while she talks to me about her day until she notices that I'm holding it up. And she's like, Oh, You've got a new corners and she lets me read them to her in Genbo's voice. And she is the, the first person to hear a corners before anybody else. And she is my best resource for, I need an idea because she pitches the most crazy off the wall, just up into the atmosphere stuff like, you know, what if Genbo is on the lightning rail uh, heading to passage and he meets a talking pig person? And I'm like, let's scale that back 10% and have Genbo meet somebody on the lightning rail. And that's where I get some of my ideas for Corners of Corvair is my wife pitches something that is just over the moon and I say, okay, but if we dial that back just a little, man, this is just the sweetest. I, I, yeah, I'm just like absolutely floored and you, flabbergasted you, yeah, by you, all of this. Oh you my god! You just hear about 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 like people who love each other so much, and you just you just you just want to just hug them because they're just. I was gonna say precious. Rebecca doesn't even love me that much. I go and I tell her I have new ideas for the thing, and she goes, "Ugh, fine." <laughs> <laughs> Most of your ideas are Rebecca. Um, so this episode needs to come out day after tomorrow, and um, I've got like two hours worth of content that I need you to help me pull into thirty-five minutes. 
<laughs> Rebecca, I, I know we have a new episode coming out, and I was thinking, what if we performed a live circus in the booth and then... <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. Uh, Stacy uh, Stacy is, she is the kite to my string, and she is the best person I know. Oh my goodness. Hi, Stacy. Hopefully you're listening. I'm, I'm sure. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm sure that he's going to share this. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I would definitely share this too if it was like, look at that. Talking mm-hmm. about how cute you are, Becca. Hi, oh, gross. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh the other question that we always oh go ahead no you were gonna no no you please, I was gonna say, please, the other question please. that we always do is the if you could use a spell in the digitation what would it be press oh i'm sorry I, I i interrupted you there uh, uh, sorry no um prestidigitation <laughs> is the only correct answer to this question anybody who answer, answers in any other way is demonstrably incorrect and allow me to show you this 10-page essay that I've compiled that explains precisely why. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly joking about this, but I would, I would second-guess my feelings towards a person if they picked anything except prestidigitation. It's just on a day-to-day basis, prestidigitation would be the most useful spell to have for everything. I mean set aside the fact that you could go to Las Vegas and become a multimillionaire just with the tiny little minor magical effects that you can create from it, you know, sparkles and noises and things like that. Every other magician in town would go, I have no idea how he's doing that. Real magic trumps, you know, illusions all the time. Absolutely. But just on a day-to-day living basis, to be able to wake up in the morning and not have to go into the shower. You just wave your hands around yourself and you're clean and your clothes are clean and your teeth are clean. And I don't like the color of this shirt. This shirt is going to be blue today. And then, and then the biggest one is, do you know how much healthier I could be if I could make a bowl of kale salad taste like a bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream if i could take a glass of water and make it taste like a glass of my favorite soda beverage or beer but it's just water i would be so much healthier yeah no yeah that that would be see like immediately i'm like oh no teleportation because you know i'm late all the time and that's my, my that's my theory is like I'm late. It would be nice if I could instantaneously be somewhere. That way I could so be on time for the first time. Ten-minute casting. Tele- teleportation's a ten-minute casting? It's a ritual. Mm-hmm. That, that's got to be a 5e thing. That's not a 3-5, right? I mean, I don't know about the 3-5, oh, but no, I know see, in 5th edition it's, it's a ritual. If, if I've been getting this wrong the whole time, and teleportation just takes eight hours to fucking get anything <laughs> done... <laughs> Then yeah, the, no, I will the, remove that from my the, list. The, the, the point about rituals in 5th edition is you don't have to cast them as a ritual. You can cast them as a ritual because the idea behind a ritual spell is that it's a spell you don't have to have prepared. You can just have it in um, your spell book and cast it as a ritual. But I'm pretty yeah, sure no. teleportation specifically it takes... Yeah, no, see, 3-5, three, five, five, it's a 5th level spell, it's a standard action, it's immediate. Alright, cool, yeah, as long as I'm not crazy, alright? That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah but like, like yeah, so I, I, I didn't b- even I believe think in... how useful, man, yeah. that, that would just ruin the economy, like, very quickly, if I could just have a different shirt every day just by being like, well, now it's this design, and now well, it's that design. That's, that's the thing, in, in, in the model I construct in my mind, it's just me. I'm the only person who okay, has this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, and so, yes, I only need yeah. to buy one set of clothes because I can just change their color every day and keep them clean uh, instantaneously. And so, yes, my, my clothing budget has shrunk significantly. And my food budget is shrinking as well because all I do is I go to the store and I buy the cheapest, healthiest vegetables I can find and then i make them taste like a double pepperoni pizza with olives and mushrooms man i like the only like i would be on board the only thing i would miss though i'd still i have to shower like man i love showering i know Uh, showering showering for me is staring yeah it's a it's a it's a meditative activity 
as much it is yeah. about maintenance. That's that's where I finish all the episodes. Is I don't do any work for the episodes until I'm in the shower, and then I'm like, what if we did this? And, <laughs> and then he comes out of the shower, and I'm halfway editing the episode, and he's like, no, scrap it, throw it away, throw it away. <laughs> and we've had that. Like we've had yeah, a couple yeah. episodes that came out bad. Oh, yeah. it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, back to back to focus, Steve. Goddamn, uh, I apologize. I, no. I I had a weird day today. I worked at seven a.m. and I never do that, and so I'm just like off today. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that we have for the gentleman? I mean, I've got so many questions. Just please keep going, then. You know what? Maybe we should save it for in the future. Yeah. Because we are definitely going to have you back on. Uh, I I know that we want to give, like I said, Gembo a personal broadcasting device so that way he'll be able to do that from different places mm-hmm. and absolutely maybe we could bring him back on for the one that we talked about uh raise the eight wins oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, having yeah, him yeah. back for that in 10 weeks just for a little yeah. hey cameo just have gimbo super jealous because all the jockeys are flirting with a luffy you know? oh my god yeah threatening the jockeys hi I don't so much have a riding dog as I have a hold on for dear life and hope he's pointed in the right direction dog. Gambo, I have told you several times, I am not putting up the money so that way you can enter the race of the eight ones with your dog. That's not, it's not going to No, I, I'm just lamenting the fact that I'll, I'll never be a jockey, Mr. Silas. I'll never be a jockey. That's a good thing. I, I need you to know that. I need you to know that you're better than that whatever that most of the jockeys aren't going to make it through that race you're fine you're doing good well (laughs) (laughs) i love it oh my goodness it's so great uh so where where can everyone find your stuff gimbo uh you can find uh all of gimbo's stuff on twitter the handle is at Genbo Santor. That's G-E-N-B-O-S-A-N-T-O-R. And I guess it's been softly announced uh, that coming very, very soon, you will be able to find all of the Corners of Corvair archived at the House Civis Echoers website. Oh, that is right, Steve. We will have that up. I, I want to say we had it up the other day and I thought it was good, but then every one of them linked to Kevin and I was like, oh no, <laughs> that's that's never a good sign when you click on it and it links to Kevin. That's not that's not what you want. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm neither just, of us I'm, are web designers. I'm just glad that uh, that hot Genbo came along just in time. I mean, oh my goodness God, gracious. So good. Yeah. yeah no. Tamara, Tamara if you're listening, I love you, Tamara. So good. It's, it's she has been just a constant beacon in, in the dark uh, to to this community. I can't stress enough how wonderful it is. She has done so much artwork for people, and it's fantastic every single time. And then it is, Steve it comes is. along, and he starts doing Gembo. And I don't even know <laughs> if we're needed anymore. Honest to God, <laughs> we can just go back to doing nothing. It's like the uh, the the. Um tuxedo mask gift yeah <laughs> my job is done but you didn't do anything <laughs> flutter <laughs> well uh steve it has been great having you on for this out of character thank you so much you're very very welcome i will come back anytime you ask well we are definitely delighted to have you and i can't wait to do this again it's not every day that i get to talk to another steve uh, my, my Steve interactions have been very limited because of the pandemic. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.